Um, so, do you hear about this, uh, this, this, this Trump? He's uh, banning TikToks now. Oh. Uh, wait, man. Uh, you actually gonna do that? Where am I gonna? Where am I gonna look at uh, the the funny videos of the the Asian man pranking his son? Like, what what am I gonna do with my life? I I'm excited because um uh once again we have uh the the bourgeoisie using uh socialism for their own goals while they decry it across the world as Windows tries to purchase TikTok and then is like, oh, whoopsie poopsie. The government told me I shouldn't do that. This They're is, like, oh, this this is, is the end ransomware. of all things. This is China's monitoring tool. I don't know if we can. <laughs> we, we have plenty of those. We just need to do need another one in our surveillance state. Like we couldn't put uh, our own uh, back end into this app. So why would we allow people to have it? What the fuck? It's you know? like, oh, where where else am I gonna watch shitty canceled comedians in their forties? In addition to Papa John, on Look, I mean, TikTok. I don't know. You guys need to learn your history because just about every radical movement comes from teens doing parodies of the High Hopes dance. Um, uh, <laughs> I, the kids are gonna be all right, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I thought, I thought, you know, with the amount of pegging they apparently have going on on TikTok, we're going to finally open up the world to new fetishes. See, you know, TikTok. I thought TikTok I don't, I don't was think how that's not a new TikTok. fetish since ancient Greece. <laughs> that's okay? literally a there lot are of no TikTok, new fetishes. Actually. You could go <laughs> to the ruins of the Library of Alexandria and find definitions for every fetish. That was what the peak of Greek civilization was. See, they listed Adam, every fetish. All it, of, it's amazing. All the books are gone. See, I thought you don't that know the, that. Not, that's what you, the lizards you got a degree believe. from the classics program, and you don't uh, know that. Um, um, I got a degree from the letters program. You. No, that's what Latin no. Teaches you. Latin teaches you how to be smart. Greek teaches you fetishes and pedophilia. <laughs> that is actually so. true. That is actually true. <laughs> See, I thought TikTok was how we like knew that Kim Kim Jong Un was still alive. Is that not? He has the best account. He's That's what I was like. He, he also can't die. Like I'll, I'll just let you know that he was born on the top of a mountain, and, and there was a unicorn present. This is this is codified as law in North Korea, and you can't codify law that isn't true. And huh. so there were rainbows. As so it is in North Korea, so shall it be in heaven. Many months has come and gone since Red I was from Oklahoma, Oklahoma's most Republican Oklahoma podcast. Where I was born. Yet I keep doing crime. Many a page of life You're gonna be my turned, man. Many a lesson I doing sexism. Well, I feel like in those hills I still belong. We be doing crime. They are revisionists and they are reactionaries. We just can't make it a witness and a super thing about them. This is Red Star over Oklahoma. Oklahoma's Republican nation. The cowboy's life is my occupation in those Oklahoma hills where I was born. I, I can go to something less moral, and we get, uh, I found uh, the cube rule of food, um, actually, which is pretty great, and it uh, assigns food, because we, we've all had is the hot dog a sandwich. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it, conversation, and it... Uh, Taco, it, is it a sandwich? Yeah, I got you. I, but I mean, and it, and it, it universally applies um, uh, categorization based upon the location of starch, which I think is phenomenal, uh, but it, except for the fact that pizza is toast. <laughs> yeah. Pizza is toast. That makes or sense. I can accept sandwich. that. Yeah, yeah.
No, like, it's it's toast. There's no there's no facing. Yeah, no, it's, it's toast it's is toast. a subset. And uh, mashed potatoes is a salad. No, I, I don't agree with that. I do not agree with that. I actually have a strong aversion to that. I, yeah, I don't I just agree with potato salad being called a salad anyway, let alone no, just wait, wait, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Potato salad or mashed potatoes? Both of them. Mashed okay. potatoes with gravy is Mashed potatoes with gravy is not a salad. I will literally militarize uh, Crackle Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Be, if you if you crackle try, barrel, yeah, sure. hey, that's called hockey bucket now. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say a salad needs a vegetable. Uh, to, what? Uh, potatoes? God damn it! Potatoes aren't vegetables. They're legumes. I mean, a vanilla soy a vanilla right? soy latte is a three bean soup. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Oh, can we start this <laughs> I'm actually gonna go ahead and label this as fascism. No, they're trying to make me call things things that that they're deciding the definition of. Which spaghetti means spaghetti is also a salad. Fascism, <laughs> just straight up and down fascism. Wow, I'm glad that we can move past that. Parker's canceled our Italian pause. listeners for that one. Pause, pause, pause. The potato so is a root vegetable, according to Wikipedia. It's a salad. It's a fried, fried rice, also a salad. No! You could call things separate things. It's just fried rice. It's not a salad. No, Definitely, no, 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 no. A salad requires green, leafy things. No, no. Not true. We're talking about yes. starch, starch placement, Adam. No, starch I don't care. Placement for a salad doesn't placement, exist. Is it? Is it the definitional? Like, like that's the objective measure by which we should make this definition. Absolutely, it is. You can, you can also use corn dogs are calzones. I don't care what you say. <laughs> can we start the goddamn show? Uncrustable is also a calzone. Pop tarts, calzones, Adam. I remember that. And this week we have whoever on the show because that's what the fucking script says. And this is Red Star over Oklahoma. We are a politics news podcast broadcasting about left Oklahoma. I am furious with Parker. Parker <laughs> might get kicked off the show this week. We will see. Um, uh, I mean, I'm sorry you're upset that pigs in a blanket are sushi. No, (laughs) no, he is on double secret probation right now. All right. Uh, This week in national news, we will be talking about Trump threatening to cancel the November election before, of course, turning to Oklahoma news where we were discussing our great live music venues. And then we will finish with where our private prisons are headed. Uh, Then we're going to move on to the conservative reading series for the week. So let's just jump right straight into national news this week. On Thursday, uh, one Donald Trump decided to go on Twitter.com, the website we all know and love so well, and uh, talk about possibly maybe moving the election from November 3rd, the day legally enshrined by law on which we're supposed to vote for president. This uh, freaked everybody out. I don't um, really feel that it freaked me out as much, um, considering yeah. that I have I have good money p- placed at uh, Caesar's Palace already. On no matter the outcome, win or lose, he nukes the continental U.S. at the end of the election cycle, uh, even if he wins. So I'm I'm again totally totally See, that's, that's, course. That's, that's a fucking sucker's bet right there. Because how are you going to collect? Dumbass. Okay, no. <laughs> 
Alice isn't going to be collecting debt in the fucking apocalypse. Like, you're wrong. And if they're going to be collecting debt, they're going to exist to pay out. Like, I just have to survive. Like, that's it. If you don't think that no matter what happens, Caesars is still going to be running, you're wrong. We'll see. Casinos are not it's a sucker's bet because our nuclear arsenal, like everything in this country, is so fucking run down that it won't work. <laughs> well, see, see, I <laughs> just sent idiot. in, uh, I sent in a letter to my eviction notice that just said I was just vibing, and they accepted that. So <laughs> I don't. That's I what don't he's know. gonna do whenever he actually loses. He's gonna send that to the Supreme Court and say well, I was just vibing. That's why I didn't campaign that good. The trick. Uh, get maybe, maybe I won't say that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is this is the kind of maturity that I've been looking for in this podcast. Choosing our takes is 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 really awesome. All right, Carl, back to the story. I don't like the precedent that set. I'd just like to put that out there. Um so everybody, not us, we didn't freak out because we're smart. Um, everybody like across the political spectrum decided to freak the fuck out about this. Oh, I and agree. I'm, I'm not idiots. smart. I didn't freak out because it's a good bit. Yeah, no, I, I actually, yeah, I just look at Trump like a stand up anymore. Like, Comedy Central blows now, and so I just, I just read the president's tweets, and it's basically like watching shitty stand up. It's really great. <laughs> It was a good bit. He pinned it to the top of his profile for that reason, just to piss people off. And I'm really looking forward to his uh, stand-up show whenever he's finally done with the presidency. He can go back to what he's good at, you know? Trump Palace, Atlantic City, I'll be there. I'm going to enjoy it. Oh, my God. Too. Um, but no, this is the one of the dumbest things that everybody's fucking freaking out about lately. And uh, I just want to tell our good, good dear listeners why it's so stupid to freak out about it. Number one, he, he can't do that. <laughs> it's just not how that works. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll push back a little and say that there's a few things that old Donnie T can't do that he's done. Um, no, I, I, so, so I, like, think, I think that he's not allowed to do that argument is not the one that really, like, destroys... Uh, that. That's not the one to go with here because that's... Oh, uh, I'm gonna, the I'm precedence gonna uh, is that he uh, breaks the rules, so I don't, I don't want to say that that's against the rules is the reason why Trump's not going to suspend the election. See, I'm going to, so I'm going to edit my, I'm going to edit my, uh, my, my scenario a second ago where I said he was just vibing. He is going to fall on the floor and try to call life alert. This is the election. It says, <laughs> hi, I'm vibing and I can't get up. Just, just, I need that on the record. It'll be hard when both he and Biden do that at the same time. Um, but Fuck. the reason the reason why there's only one matters, life alert. There's only one presidential life alert, and they'll both <laughs> and use it at the same time. <laughs> like we can only take one of you guys. And Biden will actually need it. But so the reason it matters that it's like illegal for him to do that is important because there's a lot of different actors who actually have control over the situation who don't want him to do that, right? That's the real um, thing. Is that and that yeah. that's Congress puts like, on the election. That's that's really what it is. is that, not even, not even that. Just that he doesn't have like a, a cadre of people who, because there isn't like mm -hmm. if he had the entire Republican Party being like this is our guy for war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, then yeah, there would be a risk of that. But already people like even you know pretty right wing 
Republicans are distancing themselves from Trump because it's not looking good for him. And and on top of that, uh, like it's looking really bad for him. And all of them are rats, and they want to leave the sinking ship, right? Yes, they have no loyalty to Trump because yeah. he yeah, there's no reason to be loyal to him. <laughs> And and he's also like if you were from the party, maybe they'd think about that. Maybe they'd be like, "Oh, we should do this." But like McConnell and the House Minority Leader, uh, like McCarthy, something I don't know, some dumb chode name. Um, they Joe, both Joe McCarthy, they, uh, Mike McCarthy, yeah, McCarthy, the old coach of the Green Bay Packers. I don't think he's in. I don't think he's in Republican <laughs> leadership, Carl. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, he did. He did. He did. He did. He See, in canon in my head, it's like it goes all the way back to the impeachment trials, right? Where McConnell was like, all right, we're going to fucking we're gonna meet with the president. We're going to get him fucking through this. You know, we're going to fucking we're going to do reelection. And then in somewhere within the meetings, they completely changed their mind. And they were like, ah, this is no, they never liked him. They never liked him. He was from outside of the party, totally divorced from them the whole time, which is, I think, Really, like the central thing. If you have the whole party well, behind, that's the thing sure. is they want to do the same things but quiet, and that's like yeah. literally the only reason that they're like this guy's got to go. Really loud. <laughs> people, people pay oh. attention to our evil shit when this guy's yelling and tweeting about it, and everyone's like hand wringing about the most uh, evil president ever in existence to ever exist in the last four years, um, doing <laughs> hey, all these terrible things. Also, they do this kind of shit all the time, anyways, right? Those polling locations in uh, black neighborhoods or other minority neighborhoods um, make it harder for people to vote. Um, you know, uh, make sure you have a primary when a pandemic is going on. Oh, wait, they, like the party, the states are the ones who administer these things because state governments administer elections and then local counties carry them out. And all of those people have an interest in doing it. And you don't cancel an election, the election, and set it up so that you can win it, right? That's how. Yeah. I mean, ironically, Joe Biden and Donald Trump this way in America's ever had. Well, and, and that's always been like the thing that has kept me from having any like. Why pull off something like a presidential election stops working? You have to dismantle countywide election boards in every state across the union. Like, it's just not going to happen. There's too many wheels in shit that they're, like, trying to stop the census. And, like, like, urge that, like, it'll still kind of just America, which is that this is all on rails and oh. there's not a, there's not a whole lot of course correction that happens because it's all going this way all the shit's gonna happen yeah, it's, not with a, a different it's not a singular like, yeah it's not a singular effect of the one person going down the toilet now i will say the person who i am going to be writing in on election day is uh pablo daniel uh, wait, wait. no 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 pablo daniel robledo who escaped oklahoma county jail 
that respect. this the, yesterday, like this this past yeah. week uh, on Friday, and yeah. uh, he essentially, uh, unfortunately, to tell the show was taken back into custody um, near like a Southeast Thirty Seventh Street. But he made it like don't cry because it's over, laugh because it happened. Absolutely, and he will be getting my vote because if you can ingeniously what? store enough linens what? to make it from the twelfth story of the Oklahoma that, County Jail, that's true. That is better future planning than just about anyone in Washington has. And also make it like over the gates and out into the fucking city streets because I, uh, uh, you, you got my vote. I think I think I'm, we, I'm can, we can talk I'm more in. about that I'm, I'm still when voting we talk for about Kanye West. <laughs> I, I hate I'm voting to tell for you guys. I didn't give up the ghost. He could still win. <laughs> I'm, I'm voting for the ghost of the person we'll be talking about in our second segment. <laughs> yeah, um, I, 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 I'm, I'm fully committed to uh, uh, my boy. Um, Yay is, is, is. You know, here's the thing. He's trying so hard. And I really appreciate everything he does for me. Um, Donda is going to come out any day now, and I am really <laughs> excited. Running. Um, well, I mean, he does have the most healthy brain of the three people oh running for president by a mile. <laughs> Oh my His God. brain is well, powerful. Okay. I mean, Kim Kardashian so being is... first lady will actually be like the first time a first lady does anything meaningful. So, I don't know if you've heard of a little woman called Hillary Clinton. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, didn't um, she take the kids' school lunches away that Michelle Obama had to give back? No, she took the kids. Away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then it was the pizza restaurants came second, right? <laughs> um, but just some final notes on this. Anybody who's worried about this, look at any authoritarian uh, like uh, government around the world, like Trump. Like, no, no, they all have elections. You just change the terms of the elections so you win them. And don't forget, two thousand when the Republican Party successfully did that mm -hmm. to win yep. an election in all and of our lifetimes. Yep. And also when Al Gore uh, didn't want to contest it because he wanted to like keep everyone confident in the electoral system. That is yeah. the one thing. So I don't think that, yeah, like structurally there's not going to be anything that keeps Trump in power, but he has this massive base of chuds that he could, I don't think he has the attention span to like lead any sort of armed revolution in the streets or anything. But if he's just tweets out, like after he loses the election, some shit like protect yourselves at all costs then yeah you'll get some like i don't know five percent of the country who's like that means shoot anyone who comes on my property now because they're democrats i think that he does like, i mean anyway like, like do you not remember the guy who was flying the nazi flag and was it tulsa or was it like uh it was norman town. and the girl ran and, and the girl ran into his yard and fuck, he fucking shot her. Like, no, it's already, I mean, we're already at that point. Sure. I think the real question will be, and, and like, I think that there is something like, like, I think that there is like a uh, big brother or like a uh, front of the snow piercer train esque thing that Trump could do where he just goes to his bunker and tweets like, 
uh, I'm not giving up this fight. You know, I've been pushed out of the White House and everyone needs to make it known that we will not be following Democrat, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and he could start riots. Sure. But yeah, I don't I, I you know, I think that anything that would be, you know, a concise or intelligent, like dismantling of the U.S. government well, would, the thing yeah, is that he, just would require the intelligence he doesn't have. He and like a majority of his supporters are lazy. They would. And they won't overthrow the government or do anything out of like, and I think like the the risk is just you get a, a few like lunatics who are like this is uh, Q has activated me to become the Manchurian candidate and take out the demons that are infiltrating my local DMV. Well, um, similarly, my dog told me through the voice of God that the DMV is putting fluorides in uh, sapping my bodily essences. Um, I only drink grain alcohol rainwater to ensure that uh joe biden and the pedophiles are not uh, depleting my bodily essence and as, as such i need to go into the the post office and tur- turn the tables so to speak similarly i'm gonna really reading my diary well dhs doesn't take them like seriously to this because they they understand everything of what's going on whereas the people in portland you know who they're just throwing into vans <laughs> I, sure yeah I, like i mean yeah those, those are never the people that they go after because they're just like the yeah, boogaloo I mean, they're, they're on lists until they do something fucked up like blow up the federal building in okc and the thing is what what they're gonna do like either way if he wins there's going to if he wins or loses there's going to be some violence from them because like when he won like the kkk was like we can like go shoot at black people's houses for like a couple days and shit and that's gonna happen yeah. either way and like when some guy is like i've tactically ascertained this cheesecake factory and beginning a system to levy frappuccinos from the across the parking lot starbucks cool good for you dude show up with a gun at a cheesecake factory and hang out yeah that that fucking does something like that's the level that they will be on five percent of them that are willing to actually leave their fucking homes and try to do anything see i just wish that uh like like, you know left wing left wing stuff would be uh, approached as co-opty you know i mean that's right wing stuff like why why do the right wingers get all the you know co-option and acceptable terrorism where are the voters for Bernie? Yeah, where are the yeah exactly. Where's the CIA backing uh, for? Yeah, yeah. Why is it right wing terrorism that always gets the backing from the CIA? Okay, I'm fucking cl- I'm, I'm claiming an unequitable bullshit. This is supposed to be liberal because America. The CIA is right wing. Yeah, and they are a right wing terrorist organization. <laughs> yeah, what, the CIA is is creating these things, like because that, <laughs> that, that prolongs their their inevitable rise. Like, you know that I, I ironically, unironically believe that they are lizards, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I understand that. That's I don't know if we. I don't know if we want to start getting government about support in protests. You know, that's happened before, sure. and it did not turn out well. <laughs> it worked out well for us. <laughs> what do you half mean? Of, the, half the of BLM is like FBI fun. agents just being like, "Yeah, guys, that's ah, I agree, right? Any, any, any plans to do any crimes, folks? Right? <laughs> I'm all right. I we'll still love the opinion. Guys, matter. Let's commit crimes. Come on, everyone. Let's 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 share our plans. I'm still of the opinion <laughs> that the majority. After we tear down this statue, it's a good well, time. Joe Biden's going to make it the Black House. Joe Biden's going to make it the Black House. Okay, they've already put that out. I saw that already. Black president. Oh yeah, Bill Clinton. 
Oh, uh, <laughs> the too. best joke. I, I'm going to start that, calling that, Joe Biden the first black president. Third <laughs> <laughs> time's the charm, uh, right? I really, I really hope we get to have children uh, because I, I can't wait to delude them with non-historical, ironic, scientific, like non-historical ironies. Like, yeah, Joe Biden was the first black president. And they're like, Dad, I, I think you're senile. You don't know. You're like, you're really no, 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 no. I'm I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, the black people of America. <laughs> no, no, see, always kind of adopt the persona a little bit of whatever president's in charge. You know, Bush were kind of like all paranoid, very obsessed with torture and war and victory. Obama was like surveillance state, kind of had that like, you know, security thing. Trump Super. got the nationalism. Uh, Boy. American culture will be a culture of Alzheimer's. We will just be oh, yeah. uh, like we're already there. culture where well, I mean we're already, yes we are already descending. Twenty 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 is giving us uh, like a, 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 a like we're already all inside of our homes. We can't remember you know anything before <laughs> coronavirus. You know like yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're we're good. I mean we're just gonna start seeing articles coming out of the New York Post that are like well Mavis she told me and Mavis she was Carl's husband. Maybe told me that back during the war, of course, and you know, back in the war, we didn't have stockings, nylons were hard to come in. But back in the war, she would garden, and that garden produced some of the most delicious tomatoes. And these tomatoes, look, the summer back in 19 was so hot, and nothing ever. Okay, I'm having a stroke. That's <laughs> what we're all gonna feel like forever. Now. We'll see. That's see, I would. I, I, I'm hoping that we. <laughs> I'm hoping that we have uh, like the, the, the we, and I, I think that we're very fortunate, Adam. Like, like for the age that we're living in, where we get to live through the climate apocalypse and have children, because we no, get we to see the CIA. No, we don't. We don't get to live through that. No, well, well, we get yeah, to die no, we through get it. To, <laughs> yeah. We get to experience the CIA try to sabotage the the climate apocalypse like they would some, you know, Central American <laughs> government. And I don't know. I think that's actually going to be a pretty good uh, who would win. They yeah, try no, to off of Antarctica. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I'm excited for nuclear winter when they try to nuke the ice caps because they've run out of ideas after trying nothing. <laughs> no, you guys don't understand. They're going to be like, how can we get the climate apocalypse to attack Cuba? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it's going to be like, yeah, we, we can and, use the Sergio Castro again. They're just using strategic, like, like we have to melt these specific glaciers to only get Cuba underwater. <laughs> Yeah. No, they're just like, this is mainly affecting uh, the global south, so how do we... Uh, we're on the same side. <laughs> cool. Good. Bangladesh already taken care of. Great. Done. <laughs> Oh my God, that's really dark for all of the uh, the uh, 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 internment camps that the Trump administration has. And they're like, oh, uh, yes, well, in 35 days, Florida is going to be entirely underwater. So we're moving all uh, uh, ice facilities to Florida. <laughs> they're just like, uh, we have this new, this new The Villages. It's called Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> and then I'm a Trump supporter all of a sudden. I'm like, yes, send them there, unironically. Um, how about we hear some uh, Oklahoma news down? Yeah, about, let's about move on to... Interesting stuff. Yeah, Mr. Um, Nelson. 
before we, we get into this, uh, I will admit that I read the title of this and uh, thought it was about Herman Cain contracting COVID in Tulsa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, thought it, I thought it might have been about uh, 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 fried chicken, and I got really oh. excited. <laughs> so um, as everybody knows, we as we've lost um, our all of our recreational activities because of COVID. Um, one of those is- uh, I still masturbate every day. Well, <laughs> that's completely fair, but uh, I- Well, you I have like to do to maintain your unemployment status, but that, that's, that's <laughs> true. I need, I need to show the federal government that I'm doing nothing but jerking off all day to maintain my unemployment. <laughs> But they you don't uh, have to send those photos to Iona Presley, though. You don't. That's not good. <laughs> you can stop that. See, you, the only way that you know, I uh, like because we were talking about uh, my canonical, uh, you know, uh, significant other. The only way that I can come anymore is showing up to like Ariana Grande shows, you know, to get hard and then go fuck her in the back of my, you know, uh, El Camino, '93 <laughs> that I drive in the parking lot. So, uh, Do but you say uh, thank you next when you leave the concert. Uh, no, uh, I, she asked me if I came and I said yes to my senses and I put my Crocs back on and I leave. Um, but yes, uh, so the uh, concert businesses and, and music venues, especially here in Oklahoma, um, are being hit uh, really hard because they really don't have a, and I guess across the country as well, obviously, uh, that they don't really have the option to reopen just because A, they're relying upon musical talent in order to be booked there, right, who have to agree to play for live shows, um, and B, they're uh, all the time large gatherings in close proximity. Like, I mean, if you've ever been to a live live piece of music, you understand. And this includes, like, theaters, uh, like, basically any small semblance of culture we might have here in the Oklahoma City area um, basically could be closed or for good. Tulsa. Well, yeah, or, or Thank Tulsa. you, fucking asshole. God damn. Um, There's uh, no PAC in Oklahoma City. I refuse to acknowledge anything like that. All arts come they, from they, Tulsa. Tulsa is a cool town. They tore down their cool brutalist museum in Oklahoma City, so they're canceled. <laughs> Wait, who tore it down? Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City did. Or, I mean, I don't know what specifically it was replaced with. They had a cool, brutalist museum in downtown that was, like, all concrete and shit. It's, like, across the street from Myriad Gardens. It was, like, this weird, like, set of buildings that didn't make any sense, like, stuck together with tubes and shit. It was cool as fuck. Yeah. Um, but uh, the uh, Brent, Brent Brewer, who runs the Brooktown Event Center, um, has been running it for about 18 years. And he has been talking about, like, saying that most agents and artists uh, are, say, 20, 2021 or twenty. Uh, 22 before they'll tour again. Um, it's hard to like plan for any type of expenses in these types of climates without any relief. Um, they've we've opened quite a few uh, musical venues here because I used to be going to Tulsa anytime I wanted to see anybody because all we had was fucking Kane's Ballroom, right? Which similarly going under the same types of venue, phenomenal concert venue. Uh, we've opened a few here in Oklahoma City relatively recently in the past few years, like the Tower Theater, like the Criterion. I mean, we were on such a good track of finally having shit to do in Oklahoma City that wasn't, you know, doing meth in a Denny's parking lot that I... Uh, well, well we, you can still do that. I, exactly. Let's, let's, let's not besmirch our state's anchor institutions at the risk of, like, these new okay, fads. I, okay, I have, I have my own meth pipe that has Fox News engraving on it, okay? Right, it's, not, sure. 
Next thing you're going to come after is teenagers smoking weed in public parks and doing crimes. And listen, or, if you go after the that, decommissioned oil rigs, yeah, uh, uh, if you go after those, if you go after those groups, here's what's going to happen. All of civilization will become destabilized because they are the foundation of all commerce. Okay. So you just need to, no one's buying cigarettes know, and, and Arizona iced teas except for them. And that is like, <laughs> That is like that is the ants of the like economic world. Like you know how if you you take the bugs out of a, a food chain, the food chain just collapses. Well, that's what will happen if you target fucking teenagers. So. <laughs> well, if you, uh, don't, if, if you don't have teens blackout drunk in the Monte Casino parking lot and going in and getting free shit from their friend who works at Chalks, how is tolls? How is the state economy going to function? Okay. I mean, I agree. Seriously. I'm with you, and that that is basically <laughs> what we've. Well, that's what we've boiled down to because you can still do those things here during the pandemic whereas you cannot go to concerts right and it uh brewer let go six full-time and 30 part-time employees at the event center um basically a lot of bricktown nightlife uh, entertainment scenes similarly uh, has had to do the same um and i think the only concert venue that i know of that is even remotely open um in downtown oklahoma city or that, that plays live music um is uh, the jones assembly where they're just booking live artists every single night, but it's really just local people who are coming with with very few attendees. Um, it is cool they got that moved up from uh, Waco. Um, yeah, no, it is dope. Like, I mean, it's it's a really cool place, especially down in Sheridan, uh, in a part of town that is uh, slowly being gentrified. I guess. Oh, I know about that. Um, yeah. but, you described all of Tulsa and Oklahoma City, unfortunately. Yeah. Our, our favorite representative, Kendra Horn, um, is one of several U.S. representatives and senators looking at how to best rescue the industry before the venues nationwide start to close. Because when they do close, like it's going to be just even Perfect. even permanent, even more difficult to get any of these types of cultural elements back, uh, which has been a struggle and a slow burn for Oklahoma in particular. Um, right, I'm, I'm less I'm less up on concert music venues, but I do know that like of the uh, of all the restaurant closures that have happened lately, which is a lot, something like sixty percent of them are permanent. Oh, that, absolutely. I mean, that's local businesses and like chains. They're you yeah, know, the, the chains are closing. You know, a quarter, a third of their location, and then local places are going under left and right. And I don't think we're going to feel this until. The pandemic ends and everyone kind of goes outside and all these places are like oh, on. what the fuck where yeah. where is everybody and th this is a like one of my favorite bars that i or uh, outdoor bars that i like to go to called the yard where you can get a wristband for 10 beers for ten dollars but you can get either a coors light or a miller light gone forever they actually closed two weeks ago yeah right? no there have been three bars on my block that are gone permanently now like yeah so uh, yeah like it's even worse because like a bar or a restaurant can I mean, it's hard still to serve do, food. and not all of them yeah they yeah. can serve food they can serve drinks right. in a lot of cases they have a lot more options because you you can it's easier to transfer to that model and like the transfer to a model that uh, for a music venue like what the fuck are you gonna do how are you you know oh you're uh, gonna have you're gonna fucking stream shows that's uh, like some, that's some of them have option. done that yes is that some of them have uh proposed uh because one of the ones here one of the bars here in downtown one of my favorite bars to go to actually pony boy um is uh, has been doing they they just started doing concert series stuff um upstairs in their their upstairs uh part next to the tower uh, which is actually really cool really intimate really small but they've 
uh, put on initiatives to uh, buy different like pre-order t-shirts, you know, uh, try to donate through live music streams on the internet, you know, but there's only so much that that can do, especially when they're right. paying the full time, like they have to pay the building's rent in a very, well, very high cost part of 23rd Street and similarly pay multiple people's salaries, so. The problem is that I, like even when they do do that, I've got to imagine for a majority of people doing it, it's not out of like, I want to see this concert live via Zoom. It's more out of charity or like, I want to yeah. support this place to keep it running, which has nowhere near the same, you know, staying power or like ability to support these venues as just like, I want to go see a concert at this location. Oh, especially it's, it's, not, it's not driving anywhere near the numbers that they would ever see if they were actually open. Yeah, it's absolutely necessary that they receive some type of relief in the same way that we've given to so many other business, gigantic businesses hey, with federal legislation. Okay. Uh, listen, Walmart exactly. requires that, or they will collapse. Okay, and if Walmart collapses, I mean that's Parker, American society at large. You got, you got a choice here. Do you ever want to hear live music again, or do you want a fucked up plane that doesn't work? <laughs> Choose between those two things. Because you can have music venues at any point for the rest of your life come back sometime, or you could have a plane that decapitates you when you eject them. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a simple oh, choice I mean, and i think we all want the plane that doesn't work in the rain so we got to make I'd sacrifices have, and the I'd sacrifice the is never going near people again <laughs> i'd rather well, have the plane than uh some of the best cocaine in all of tulsa in a cane's bathroom <laughs> <laughs> well Re representative kidgerhorn like i said is sponsoring the restart act um, which would provide financial assistance tax credits and extend unemployment benefits for small independent performance venues um, she uh, goes on the record saying that the global live touring industry, like I said, is not anticipated to return until well into 2021. Meanwhile, payroll, mortgages, utilities, taxes, and insurances continue to pile on. The Restart Act would allow us and many more small and medium-sized entrepreneurs to keep the lights on on our stages and would uh, work towards providing Oklahomans the joy of live music and comedy we, we most certainly will need in the post-pandemic world because this also affects comedy clubs, even though they're not put on the spotlight very much. Is, uh, people need to laugh because life is pain. Yeah, well, and, and one of the other things in, in this, and, and I think, you know, we, we've discussed this on the show previously, but I think it always bears repeating, um, is, you know, the, the, the culture worker, um, the artist, the stand-up comedian, the musician, they are some of the most crucial to our experience of society uh, for the as far as workers go. Uh, yeah, the podcaster. Um, but these Definitely. are all – these are all um, workers who don't have access to healthcare, don't have access to retirement, don't have access to steady pay. Um, you know, even even your most famous rock stars are really uh, going, you know, paycheck to paycheck. I don't mean fucking Jay Z and Beyonce, but I mean if you think of big touring acts um, or or I mean, Mike, you know, bands that are touring, they really are. It's it's. I mean, even if they're big checks, they're still bounced. Mike, Mike There's nothing. The last mm -hmm. two years was touring with BB uh, Bridgers and Connor Overs, still you know living out of a van, and was like their opening act. Yeah. Um, and, and, and also didn't have health insurance. Like, didn't have you know. No, no. I mean, he like, he has like, like the people who apartment this last year with his music, and that's it. And I mean, it's not just them too. It's the people who work the venues too. Yeah. You know, the like the bartender at mm -hmm. the Canes and and the janitors and the sound people. You know, like like that that kind of culture work is not just 
it's not just important to protect them. It's also like such an important part of like our lives. Like how shitty would it be if all we had was top 40 music? Like <laughs> or television or like cat, like like nationally produced or syndicated television. Like that's yeah, the I mean, other side. The the tower theater operators uh, reported their vin- their revenues are down ninety eight percent despite efforts to stage virtual online concerts, ramp up merch sales, like we've talked about. Um, it, it and the tower. Can I can I make a note about the tower? Those people cool as hell. They're left wing as fuck. They've just been doing like BLM rocks, fuck the police on their Instagram account. Like they're super fucking cool people, and they're in this insanely shitty situation. Hey, if they said that, well, anyway, it's, it's also like it's the same. I mean, we mentioned restaurants, and they can adapt more easily. But the thing is, it's you know even more so with these concert venues, is that this adaptation can't support the current uh, rents that no. they have that like demand right. these buildings. Even when you're doing these, like like it doesn't. A lot of bars, restaurants, venues, it does not work for them to do like limited openings or like half or outdoor seating capacity. Right, because it's just, it's just like their venues or their properties or whatever they don't turn a profit on it. So it's like even more of an expense to open at half capacity or even more of an expense mm-hmm. to do outdoor seating. Right. And even worse than that, um, they said it took three years that they managed to keep their debts current before it recently turned profitable, right? That they had been <laughs> open and they had been in debt for so long that they, they built and they said, uh, I quote, we managed to keep our debts current. We built an amazing team. We sold our 150,000th ticket. We'd set aside money for a new venue. We acquired Pony Boy, the bar that I mentioned, um, and that they'd found their rhythm, uh, bring it on 2020, and then this happens. Um, similarly, well, that's, that's a good situation. Like they, they're they like good on their debt, let alone all of the venues that are still not, deeply yeah, in yeah. debt. Yeah, that's like a good situation to be in during the pandemic, and that's still- Which is still hurting. fucking horrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even, even the Canes, which is like famous, for having like a group of people who like see that there's a concert at the Canes and they just buy the ticket. They don't give a shit. They're like, I want to go to the Canes. Right. And you know, they just go to like almost every show, you know, like these people go to the 75% of the shows there or something. And the Canes was running a fundraiser until July 31st where they were like, we, we can't, we can't maintain ourselves, even though we have like one of the most loyal fan bases in, you know, probably in music venues around the country. Right. right. Well, and on top of that, you know, and they have to do that. And it's like, this is fucking crazy. You know, this is a literal piece of like American music history that can't keep its fucking doors open right now. I think you're, for support. you're right about that. Keynes does have a loyal fan base. But let me posit a little idea of uh, reaching out to someone with an even loyaler fan base. The far George right. Kaiser? Oh. They don't give a shit about the pandemic. <laughs> you can have all of the right wing shows you want at the K. Go call it the Herman Keynes. Bring people in there. Have all the rallies you want. No one will give a shit. They will pay to go and listen to Garth Brooks uh, play Top 40 Country up on that stage all night long. Uh, Packed, just gill to gill, and then flock back to Broken Arrow and Jinx when the show's over. Um, You can can keep your venues going like that. See, I'm supporting these businesses to begin with anyway, right? What if we renamed it the Herman Games to erase the the Tate Brady connection? (laughs) And then we managed to piss off everybody, you know? (laughs) Um, I've I've seen, you know, some of these takes and like, um, I'm not... I'm I'm not bringing seriousness to an ironic take because I know that's illegal on this program. But um, one of the things I've always seen about like because I've seen some of the things floating around being like, oh, we should have an hour where people can go who don't want to wear masks um, to stores and stuff. And like I'm always like at first I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's go let them lick doorknobs and kiss each other with their open mouths and spread the disease. 
but that always forgets the worker involved because there are always still going to end up being people who need paychecks more than they need to protect themselves. I don't know. I don't know, Adam. I I joined the Hobby Lobby Brave Shop Community Kitchen Facebook group, okay? And (laughs) they are tired of being the only unmatched shopper in the entire score. They were created for folks to consolidate shopping trips for certain days and times to make them more visible, right? Make us more visible, right? They want to get together. Their whole argument is let's get together and storm the castle, okay? No one needs to feel like a weirdo for shopping without a mask. Hobby Lobby I mean, does for sure love to make religious extremists more visible. Um, it seems to be a, a business MO of theirs. <laughs> but uh, regardless, uh, Graham Colton, similarly, who runs the Jones Assembly, um, says uh, that it's going to be even more difficult than what we're painting the picture for just because the last time they had a band on site was February 26th, uh, performance by the Indigo Girls, uh, but that they are on the phone with agents and managers uh, and that they're in, in uncharted waters on what to do, right? Safety has to be first. Um, and similarly, uh, they, they said talking to the tower guys, the folks at the Criterion, you know, uh, the whole market was exploding because the data was showing more people were buying tickets in Oklahoma City than ever before with all of these new venues. But now putting it all back together is going to be so much more difficult because performers and agents like have to feel confident that they'll be able to like string enough stops together to make a tour economically feasible for them. Right. Like, well, not- I mean, not, not just those venues that have, we were kind of 2019 was essentially a maximum for entertainment and service industry. Like, I mean, you know, it ostensibly rises every year slightly, but yeah, we were like at a maximum. For an entertainment and service based right. economy, the, 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 the mix, the mix of venues. That, yeah, if I were to say, like uh, with different capacities and uh, like vibes, uh, vibes very important in 2020. Uh, you know, uh, uh, different capacities, vibes uh, being accomplished in Oklahoma City and Tulsa. You know, because y'all have, I mean, even the Shrine. There's there's quite a few other Tulsa venues that I've been to that are like really fucking awesome. You know, yeah, there's a ton all, of really good ones. You can have different yeah. types of shows, different capacities of shows, some that are more intimate, some that are bigger. Oh, yeah, you know well, I mean? both cities have different draws to get each other back and forth between the two, too. And now that's kind of like, not only do you have the concerts closing, but OKC and area people don't go to Tulsa for concerts and vice versa. The smaller mm-hmm. town people aren't coming to Tulsa and OKC for concerts. And then as such are not, you know, dining out. Rock didn't go on. We missed Rocklahoma, fucking. Uh, oh my God, Rocklahoma! <laughs> and on top of that, like a lot of the people who go to these go to shows are also musicians and so on, and they're supporting themselves through service industry jobs, right? And a ton of people, you know, that's a lot of people in our economy, and those jobs are going to take a lot longer to get back in general too. And so it's like this combination it's, of like, like microcosm economies that no longer have any support or any platform anymore. It's like, yeah, I mean, there are there is like you know, the general population that goes to concerts, but a lot of it is, yeah, musicians supporting other musicians, and now there's no uh, venue or platform or avenue for that. Well, kid your horn like, amongst except others, Except right? direct donations, which people aren't going to do when you're all fucking unemployed and no one has any money. No one's going to be like, less and less people are going to be donating to keep uh, the canes running, or like to, to, yeah, like, this isn't something people are going to do out of the goodness of their hearts by Right. And, and and the Restart Act is really the only thing that has been proposed to combat any of this. Right. Um, there's quite a few sponsors and quite quite a few state legislators in uh, an abundance of states, specifically um, in, in the north um, right now. But I'm sure southern, like like some southern support is coming around for it, I've, even though we have the most coronavirus cases in the south. Um, but I, it's they uh, Todd Young. 
um, a Republican from Indiana, um, who's co-sponsoring the bill as well, because it's on both sides of the aisle, even though I don't appreciate Mr. Todd, um, says that uh, unlike the PPP, um, you won't be seeing businesses, frankly, that have done all right in the midst of the otherwise horrible economic atmosphere created by the pandemic taking advantage of this program because of the restrictions put in the bill. So I urge you all to speak out, talk to your representative if you can, um, to try to get this on, uh, like, uh, to, to try to get this passed, essentially, uh, because of how much broad support it similarly has. I just don't think there's enough visibility being given to it um, in order to get get it talked about, I suppose. Well, on that, I think we're going to move to our next Oklahoma story. And uh, this one is um, pretty depressing, but, uh, you know, it might be good, but I don't, I, I'm just, I'm in... <laughs> To quote Russ Cole, I consider myself a realist, but in philosophical terms, I'm a pessimist. So this is about our private prisons. And uh, it is a possibility that some of our private prisons in Oklahoma may close. Um, right now, the state of Oklahoma is contractually obligated to uh, – keep these prisons at uh, greater than 80% capacity. Um, right now that's becoming a bit of fucked a up set of incentives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So weird. Uh, it's, it's a really fucked up set of incentives, but that's what they are. Um, it seems like if you do that, you want to like go out looking for criminals to get that level rather than just happen upon them through the justice system. And don't say that to Oklahoma's police department. They might get ideas. And on top of that, it doesn't it make uh it kind of makes it like um a nightmare because um if you start to do that and lose your funding, yeah, don't you have financial incentives to mm -hmm. uh like pass laws that make small offenses punishable with like huge jail sentences? It's like this um, very complex industrial system for the prisons. Yeah. I don't know what to call it, but <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare. Um, so right now, it's private really, prisons. It's really cool uh, how you know Joe Biden is not into making really small crimes get you long sentences. It's really cool. Oh, right? uh, as, as, as a as a true patriot who knows the dangers of weed and marijuana, um, he he is dedicated to making sure that that remains. <laughs> so private prisons currently or well they'll hold about a sixth of oklahoma's prisoners by uh, mid-september um there's a uh private prison in cushing that is about to be shut down and that'll change the uh dynamic a little bit uh there are going to be uh two private prisons remaining with about 3700 inmates one in lawton and one in holdenville uh these are for medium and high security inmates um which is a difficulty in like winding down the process of getting them out because these are people who either need um, these are the repeat offenders who need um, you know some sort of stepped program. I mean, I'm not even talking about rehabilitation in the sense that like we need to teach them not to steal or beat people up. Like fuck that. Um, I'm literally talking about the fact that they haven't held a job in like 12 years or have a like like utility bill or a PO box or somewhere to receive mail. Uh, and they're just going to need to go to like a halfway house so they can save up enough money to bake up the security deposit and get an apartment. And many of these people, because they're either violent inmates or uh, inmates with uh, large felonies are going to have restrictions about how close they can live to schools and other things, which disproportionately means that they are going to be forced into housing with other inmates, which is often, uh, 
one, uh, very triggering for these people to do more crimes because they'll end up in the uh, setting where they're surrounded by other people who uh, have had to turn to those uh, things in the past. And uh, it, it means that they can't get away from their previous triggers that made them do those things. So well, it's this kind of that, terrible but, cycle. Yeah, I mean, as with everything in the pandemic age, it's only exacerbated by the lack of opportunities for housing, for jobs, for connections, all of that. As, like, I mean, imagine as, you know, as hard a process as that would be normally getting out of prison now when you've got 40% unemployment, you can't interact with people in large groups, and there's probably a like, very limited supply already of like recently released inmate-friendly housing, let alone now got social distance yeah and and then you know the very stigma of coming out of i mean you know coming out of uh a prison in this day and age i mean there you know you you know you talk about you know oh well they just need to quarantine for 14 days okay quarantine where these are people who don't probably have family who don't have support within your pockets and then are just like all right go for it oh yeah find somewhere to live for two weeks where you don't interact with them yep it's just impossible. And so, you know, like, how are, the fuck do we not have that? Like just a two week place for people to stay when they're released before. How is that not a thing that exists? Oh, so, oh, let me see. But here's the thing. It, it, um, the private prison companies run those halfway homes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like that's the problem is that, that those things do exist. They just exist at a, a profit seeking facility. <laughs> and uh, they also exist as like, like cyclo it's just to get them right back because then they'll see i'm more more thinking i'm more thinking of this like video i saw of a functioning state of this guy who had to quarantine in south korea it was put in like a hotel got meals three times a day had an ipad with preloaded movies it was just allowed to wait it out for two weeks but i forgot that's something that functioning states do no there will be a waiting list you will have to beg uh and then once you're there they'll have like curfew will be at like 6 43 p.m and if you show up late for release are in the la river yeah exactly (laughs) no no it it will just be like uh hi do you want to uh do you want to go to sulfur oklahoma that's where our only quarantine site is right now (laughs) there's a bunch of empty houses in pitcher oklahoma you can stay in until quarantine's (laughs) over if there's too many people you can put them underground there it's fine (laughs) you can stay in the chat mines well, and, 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 and I think this brings up an interesting point that is, is, is important here is that, you know, there are, um, there are resources for uh, prisoners when they get out of prison offered by the state that are at no expense. The problem is, is that those programs are so underfunded that the people there are so overworked that they can't actually do their fucking jobs. And so you have this thing where because there isn't enough service from the state – there is this ability for predatory capitalists to fill that gap. And, and, you know, if you actually made a robust system through the state, those capitalists would like prunes on the fucking vine, just shrivel and fucking die. But unfortunately that's not what's going to happen. The state is much more likely to, uh, 
rent these facilities and have the state run them, which really doesn't mean anything because uh, then uh, all that happens is that the liability will shift to the state and the private prisons will still be making money and have all the same incentives they have to lobby for the terrible things that they already lobby do lobby for. Um, but it would prevent the state from having to build new prisons, which, as we know, uh, Oklahoma is just the penny pinching capital. Of the All right. Fucking- well, look, for someone named Adam, let me tell you a little bit about liberal economics. <laughs> uh, the, the only way our economy works is by creating industries to uh, solve problems that we create. Um, I mean, how would we have an economy without making problems to create industries such as bail bonds or private prisons, if we don't make these problems, then we won't have jobs to fix them. And not only, not uh, Lassie, you haven't even discussed that by using a system of cash bond and of cash bail and of fines for nonviolent offenses, what we're really doing is creating an indentured class that occupies um, uh, a, a social area where they have to stay in the worst apartments for the most amount of money that they can possibly be extorted for for them and work the shittiest jobs for the worst bosses and never have the ability to lobby for anything because their paychecks are already garnished by the chat by the state for nonviolent offenses uh essentially creating an entire class of uh uh indentured servants who work your lowest jobs and live in shitty houses it's almost like a caste system yeah but those people can buy like 40 different types of cereal it's it's their own fault anyway because they all smoke cigarettes and have iphones Right, absolutely. Well, they're not allowed to have any. You think you're allowed to have any recreational activities? No. The actual, the actually, a lot of the employers are thanking COVID and thanking God for COVID in their prayers, just because they're like, oh yeah, they the workers not allowed to have happiness. Again, just more uh, exposing how little you understand liberal economics. If you don't have an indentured servant <laughs> class, you don't have an economy. I mean. <laughs> That's 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 called compromise. Yeah, and the economy. Yeah, Adam, that's the cigarette. <laughs> These are the teenagers smoking cigarettes, Adam. I, 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 don't, know, I don't know what side I'm on. I'm really conflicted here, actually. I don't know what side yeah. I'm on. I, we, you all keep pulling me back and forth in this fucking tug of war. We, we, we got to have a third way between slaves and not slaves, and that's indentured <laughs> servants. So that's a prison camp uh, for uh, racially undesirable people. The actual yeah, I wonder thing how the, the U.S. does. I wonder what that sounds like. Hmm. I wonder how the first slaves were convinced to enter the Virginia colony. Could it have been something called indentured servitude? Well, I don't. I don't. Hmm. 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 Um, and and you know, one last note on on this private prison story uh, before we move on to the conservative reading series. You know, I, I think it's also important to mention that you know when these private prisons close, they are a microcosm of the loss of. More, even more social services like even if the social services they provide are absolutely dog shit like it is still the place that like mentally ill people and people with like substance addiction and rage addiction and violent individuals go and I mean, so not it's, only it's, not it's o- the austerity history of america of you have a public institution and then you make it really bad and then you convince people that instead of making the public institution good, you should not have the institution. And then you just leave the public with the problem again. And also, yeah. all those people who were employed, but you know, all those jobs, those were still working.
terrible state tra class trader workers. They're still workers. And so now they're dumped back into the economy with they're dumped back into the COVID economy. And so now you have this group of already uh, uh, disproportionately violent people uh, who are now- contact with a lot of close contact people. Yeah, and who are now just, just thrown back into the economy again. So it's this, it's this cyclical problem just over and over and compounding it of making the worst choice every time, which as we know, is Oklahoma's bread and butter. Uh, speaking of- I think that leads us perfectly to conservative reading series for the week. Come on over here. Come on, coward. Coward. I know that I want to punch you in the nose. I'll beat your goddamn ass, you son of a bitch. You're an intellectual dumbass. And I'm coming. You coward. You think you're a tough guy. I hate you, coward. <laughs> We're going to defeat this anti-human scum. We're going to wreck their world. Well, we've got a good one this this week. Um, when do we uh, have a bad one, Stephen? Uh, I mean, you know, we we got we got one from a quality paper this time, not from the just Tulsa incoherent Beacon. ramblings of someone in the midst of speaking tongue. We've uh, got one from the Tulsa World. Uh, from from one Ginny Helm. We have a Scripps institution. <laughs> I, I, I actually like respected the Tulsa World as a publication because we've never, almost never, had a conservative reading list from the Tulsa World. Maybe one or two. Uh, we just. I mean, there's their staff writers are pretty good. Um, they're also just not. I don't, I don't have the hot takes that the Oklahoman does. Right. I don't know. Maybe they need to step it up, Tulsa World. Well, they well, have. I've got some, uh, with I've this got article. Some, Go for it. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, well, we got this article from Ginny Hellman, who asks an important question. Who should decide if children should be in online learning at TPS? And she has the answer, the parents should. Mm. <laughs> oh, are we talking about uh, online uh, charter schools now? Because it's, mm. uh, We're talking no, about a lot of things, but not, not, not quite online charter schools. Um, she starts here on Tuesday... I read with dismay that Superintendent Deborah Gist's recommendation for Tulsa Public Schools to be taught entirely through distance learning for at least the first nine weeks of the fall semester. So already, you know, probably the good move for the state with the largest uh, increase in COVID cases, probably start uh, the semester off remotely, but you know, it's an opinion. No. Opinions. Um, I'm still trying to wrap my head around how a decision that impacts so many facets of life for students and their families may be dictated from above if the Tulsa Board of Education approves this recommendation in the upcoming. I believe the decision on what is best for a child should be left in the hands of the parent. Okay, which... number one, it is. It already is. Fuck you. Yeah. Number yeah. two, number two, and equally as important. Oh yes, yes, Jenny. Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. Here's what we should do. How many students are there in the TPS school district? No, oh, 15,000. We should craft 15,000 solutions. That won't overburden our teachers, of which there are seven. Administrators in the TPS school system, uh, the seven individuals who are in charge of 35,000 children. Um, yeah, they should craft 35,000 individual uh, unique situations for every child. And if a kid doesn't like math, he shouldn't have to learn math because math is bullshit. Jenny doesn't have to use it because she has an article in the Tulsa world, which is all that matters. 
Yeah, see, I, I also am like super surprised as to why they're not completely like why she's not completely for this. Um, just because you if you don't you, you you pay less money to education, you already don't pay money to education. So then you can pay even less because why are you paying for the school building? Well, look, you guys can talk all you want, but you don't understand what it's like to have children. Um, and as as someone who recently purchased from Wayfair, I do know what it's like to have a child. So <laughs> <laughs> does Jenny. She continues, as the parent of an incoming second grader at Emerson Elementary, I have spent the summer in countless discussions with other parents across TPS and local private schools. And the refrain repeated over and over has been, how can we possibly continue with virtual learning as the only option? Now, I hold on, hold on. I, I don't know. translates about- to, how the fuck can I get rid of this kid? Yeah, I've got my miserable kid with me. It's been all fucking summer, and we're going back to the time which the kids need to leave, and Mama can drink wine out of Broken Arrow, (laughs) at Broken Arrow Country Clubs again. Look, if I don't get to go to Rustic at 10 a.m. and leave my shitty child with an underpaid state employee, then I'm gonna lose it. Okay, partner link. Come on, there's a solution. We all win. I, I, I know that this is a serious topic that you guys are talking about, but do you guys have the Tyson versus Jaws ads on your fucking Tulsa World yeah. page? <laughs> um, Dude, do you see oh this? Oh my <laughs> God, yes. He's got, he's got Mao tattooed on his shoulder and he's punching through a surfboard. <laughs> Apparently Mike Tyson is going to fight a shark. Rumble and, on the reef. Yeah, bro, this is the fucking la- – I can't, I can't pay any attention to this article because I just – Sunday, August 9th at 9 p.m., Tyson is going to fight a shark. Um, okay. Um, really uh, so I, do not, I do not have that ad. I have an ad for reverse mortgages. Oh, okay. Oh, and I, ha- I have a Wayfair ad. Oh. <laughs> I have an ad for seniors to buy a reverse mortgage right here. Congress increases the amount seniors can get from reverse mortgages. Tap your age, 62 to 65, 72 to 75. How gullible are you? How much money can we ask for? Is really what that is. I have, I have a, a, I have a in your area. I have a Mike Tyson versus a shark ad, and I have an Epic Charter Schools ad. So, (laughs) where students feel safe, secure, and ready to learn. I'm sitting with Wayfair, Purdue Global, and the Mike. I'm actually doing oh, an Ennis Cantor ad for Gulen and his development in Turkey. Jenny continues, though. Uh, initially, there were the logistical questions. It may have been possible this spring to sustain a virtual learning environment where a full government-mandated shutdown compelled employers to support or at least tolerate parents trying to juggle jobs and facilitate at-home learning for their students. Tolerate. Fuck you, parents. Fuck parents get jobs, all right? I mean, I don't get why it's no longer possible. I mean, she's like, this was possible in the spring, but now it's not possible because I'm I'm tired of it. (laughs) It's grown boring to me, so it's no longer possible. Um... Yeah, as she says, this no longer exists, and employers are becoming frustrated with parents' requests for flexible schedules to support childcare need. I, I applaud her bravery. At, uh, no one really talks about how much the employers are hurting. During all right, this. absolutely. Um, you've got parents that want to spend time with their children. 
uh, people who are and not be homeless. These yeah, fucking and, and, selfish and, bastards who want healthcare, a home, and some free time with their children. And, and they want their they want their kids to get an education. This is bullshit. They should be working. Well, look, when people choose to get evicted, they don't think about how that affects their employer. <laughs> or I'm the landlord. Do you know how hard it is on a landlord to have to evict somebody? The emotional toll for a landlord to not get rent. Do you know that landlords are like dragons? They require <laughs> rent to live. Yeah, they, they, have, they, they have, have their hoard. Delicious rent on a big pile or else they wither and die. Um, Jenny goes on, though. My landlord is listening to this. Hey, Clark, you're great, man. I love you. Hey, it's so nice that you get the yard mode. It's only $40. Thanks. Jobs are at risk. Some families may be able to have one parent shift from the workforce to being home to support virtual learning. But what if single parents are homes that mean? cannot afford to learn some income or the homes of frontline workers? As time passed, it became clear distance learning may not just be a short-term solution. Questions started to arise surrounding the appropriateness of distance learning for a prolonged period of time, especially for elementary children. The research against extended screen time is use, use is extensive. I have found that attempting to have my son on the screen for learning for any length of time this spring was a disaster. Not only was he unable to focus, the effects of his overall temperament were stark. Again, I had to put him down. I had to take him to the vet and have him put down. And the trach not believing this me. little shit. They gave Frank me would stop screaming. They gave they me four wanted... different syringe uses of horse tranquilizer that I use on the. And then I was like, "Hey, can I get that in like a tagging dart? Like, is that this, this, this woman is the tweet about your baby having bad vibes? She's like, <laughs> I've had to spend my time with my son for the first time in eight years, and he sucks." What? what do I do? I, this was a deal. So bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ, did you know I raised a piece of shit? I, this piece of shit is a fucking nightmare. It's the emotional the intelligence. The emotional intelligence on this third grader is fucking embarrassing. Well, that's not the only thing, because Jenny continues that, finally, as the months have continued to pass, the concerns about social, emotional, and mental health of the children and their parents has grown. Relative isolation wears on every member of the family, from the youngest children not yet in school to the school-age children being asked learned to learn apart from their peers, and the teachers to the parents being asked to teach their children while also juggling mounting household and career responsibilities. I mean, that's fuck you, fuck you. I have mounting and household career up and responsibilities. I, I, well, yeah, I, I, you have I, to I, wipe I, your floors down, motherfucker. I, I, I want to list like, oh, we says are victims to these school closings. Wait, wait, are wait, wait. The young children who aren't in school, the children who are in school, and the parents who are supposedly the victims of the teachers. Oh, the see. teachers are asking these parents. They're like, hey, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get COVID, so maybe we can keep doing this remotely learning thing and the parents are like how dare you fuck you well the parents are also like oh holy fuck we've been required to spend a month to two months in the house all the time i can actually see how dirty it's getting oh before <laughs> i could just take a xanax and ignore it and we're making fun of this woman because she is absolutely that person but i don't uh -huh. want to like diminish all of the people who do need their kids fucking gone for school because they've got to work that's a real thing. Um, well, but also, th th this is a, a national problem. Yes. The country again. Close the country again. That's the solution. Yes. I mean, yeah. 
Um, but <laughs> she continues as a working mom of three. These concerns. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, stop, stop, strong, stop. Strong we have no energy here. We have to applaud for 45 seconds here because Moment of silence. We, if, if it, it is it is really fucked up for you to just walk past as a working mom of three. They <laughs> they are the unknown power heroes. Yeah. Okay. Do you understand how difficult it is to bend down at the waist and put a DVD in the DVD <laughs> player? Like, dear fuck. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, her her working is the occasional Tulsa world artist and like a very Peggy Hill style. Right. I, um, I'm sorry. I forget it's the same yeah, yeah. wine mom that we're. No, she, she, she's not a teacher. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, historically, women have borne the brunt of this second shift. And throughout the pandemic, I have seen this inequality magnified. The decision to mandate distance learning will have particularly acute effects on mothers in their community. Sounds like you married a shitty guy. Like, I'm sorry that your marriage yeah. is falling apart but the, and you're drowning yourself in wine and Xanax, all right? This, I this, can't... Is a, this is a very real problem, but it's not, like, a problem that the public schools are causing. Yeah. It's the problem she of having like, a he, patriarchy where men aren't expected to take care of their dog shit kids. He nutted yeah. at me once, and then I started a Xanax prescription, well, and he nutted at me times. three times! I, I let him do it three times, and I don't remember the other two! <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is this is a uh, more... A symptom of uh, yeah, your husband doesn't want to do anything. Yeah, no, you should just... absolutely like force your husband to do some chores. You, which is a societal problem, but like it, the problem is not because of this. Um, well, I mean, like, I'm just, just, just trying to a bunch of teachers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious. Uh, Instead what about the, of what her husbands who are mothers of three who <laughs> also have to. She is now taking all of this out on the teachers. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder if she feels that there should be tax increases to pay the teachers. <laughs> I highly doubt. Okay. She's not being completely unfair. She sees the other side when she says, uh, "I do hear the concerns of teachers and staff in school, and as a district, we should do all we can to protect these invaluable workers, just as we are protecting the frontline workers, supporting our vibrant community every day." Uh, you mean nothing? I mean, that is logically consistent because the answer to both of those is we are doing bullshit for them. Yeah. So, yeah. I appreciate um, the main facade, the, like a curtain that she's throwing <laughs> up to be like, ah, I can string these words together even though I can't teach my child third grade math. <laughs> but I believe we are doing a disservice to the community if we limit the options of TPS children to only distance learning, either through Tulsa Virtual Academy or through individual schools distance learning curriculum. Okay, here I believe we the parents of each child are best equipped individuals to make the decisions on the safest spot for their child for the school. Girl, you yeah, can go to public school. You can what's best. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's up to the parents of, of each child to decide whether or not a teacher has to go back and expose themselves to a disease for their $30,000 a year salary. Um... Look, listen, listen. Twenty eight thousand dollars a year to support a family of four is fine. Okay, they don't need seven twenty five is a livable wage. Okay, if, if if they if they didn't if they didn't smoke cigarettes and have iPhones, they could just buy themselves cigarettes and iPhones. Okay, <laughs> it's uh, it's a parent's decision. Finish her out. Finish her out. This is the killer. <laughs> yeah, this this is like the real 
really knocks that out of the park for this book. Instead, because of my zip code, a decision that should consider both the physical safety of the child, but also the emotional, mental, and social health of the child and overall well-being of the family may be dictated above by the Tulsa Board of Education. I urge the board to allow parents to decide for their own children what is best. Imagine, just, 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 just imagine, if the quality of your school were dictated by where you lived. Imagine a country like that. I couldn't. What? Could you? No. What? What? What are? What are? What are property taxes? Your zip code, and we vote on those people, huh? Huh? I no. She should get the best, and she should decide it, and her children should decide it. Her children should decide what the teacher does. Well, see, I didn't. I didn't flee the hordes of minorities in downtown Tulsa in the seventies to Jinx just to have a substandard school district uh, that. <laughs> didn't succeed as an enclave away from the, the <laughs> well, see, minority occupied public schools of Tulsa. See, I, I feel that she is actually thinking ahead, right? And she is actually like going, like, like has the best interest of her child in mind when nobody, hey, as, as you know, on the national level, nobody can bribe colleges anymore to get their children in. Right, so this is true. Th th this now is true. she actually has to be concerned about whether her little idiot gets good enough education <laughs> in order, because who knows if the inheritance she's burning through, because she can't remember what her she's bank right. statements look like because of all the Xanax she's taking, <laughs> that if her kids are going to have any substantial uh, inheritance at all. She, she's like, I can't buy this shitty kid's way to TCU and I better have him go cough on a teacher so he learns table himself yeah no she has to what she has what she has to do is she has to drop down the rest of tulsa right and through getting everybody sick and permanent maybe lung damage well right. what the what the the, the real crux of this article is is her whole point is that uh parents should have a choice in, um but the 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 choice that she demands that people go back to school, not like they should have a choice of whether or not to send their kids and force teachers into a pandemic. It's like, we should have a choice over whether or not we uh, make people start teaching our kids in person again. And that's that's the choice she's talking about, not the choice of like, hey, maybe if teachers decide that they're not safe, they can opt out of this if they want or do remote and learning. And still get paid or, yeah. That's not the choice. That's not the choice. The choice is, do I demand this uh, essentially service employee in my mind? Um, serve me. See, see, um, I'm, I'm just going to go choice, ahead. It's a choice that's like, I have the right to choose, even though this affects other people. And it doesn't matter that it affects other people. It's important that I choose exclusively. And that's fucking insane. You know, which is, which redounds to every single choice that people have made during this pandemic. It all boils down to, I get a choice. I get a choice to wear a mask if I want, not an employee gets a choice of whether or not to get coughed on by a chud going to Hobby Lobby to buy more glitter glue to write MAGA on a poster. See, see, I am just of the opinion, right, that it's even it's even it's even deeper than that, right? That you you, you you need freedom of choice in this country, right? And it's not enough to where they can just, like I said, open charter schools to take away, but also that fuck, and I cannot stress enough, them kids. I've never been yeah. more happy to be a part of the uh, single income, the, the sink life, single income, no kids. 
um, than I am right now. So um, I urge if, if this is the way that Oklahoma is going to go with education, um, I urge all of my friends who are uh, phenomenal teachers and because there are multiple of them. Uh, I doubt you listen to my show, uh, but, y- y- you know, uh, fuck them. Literally, just do not work for a school district that requires well, you to okay, go in. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do the show's up. position is – no, 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 no. The show's position is not to fuck children. Okay, well um, – That is that, not the show's position. Okay, well, I'm sorry. We, we, you, you led me down the wrong path. We were making Wayfair jokes. I led you down the wrong path. You led yourself down the wrong path. I'm not the Pied Piper of anything. Yeah, yeah it's Steven. Right? The, the, show, the show's position is UBI for teachers. Children can listen to our education. Regardless, uh, do uh, not be forced into going to work for a the job. Show's position, actually, that's my <laughs> personal position. The the show's position is that Red Star over Oklahoma is Oklahoma uh, uh, history, and it should be <laughs> the only thing taught to ninth graders in Oklahoma history. Uh, as uh, as always, our Twitter is at Red Star Over OK. We also have a Facebook page and a subreddit. You can listen on SoundCloud and iTunes as well as most other places podcasts are found. Any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns can be sent to our email, redstaroverok at gmail.com. Please tell your friends about us and rate and review on iTunes. Thanks, everybody. Have a nice week. Bye. Later.